We are discussing the Indian of Purim. We have previously discussed the Koyach of Tvila and how, how the Koyach of Tvila, do it after, it's fine. Do the Koyach of Tvila on Purim is incredibly powerful and how important a person has to utilize the Tvila of Mariv. We spoke about some of the words of Mariv. We spoke about Adar and Tainasesta. We're moving on to the Kavonis of Kriyas and Megillah. Over here, I'm not going to go through everything because it's incredible what he does. And really, if we had the time, we would. But we don't have that much time, so I'm going to skip a couple of things just to give you some ideas of, of exactly what he means. Listen to what he says now. Now we know, as an introduction to this, that the Megillah that we read twice, it's an opportunity twice a year to hear the Kriyasa Megillah. It's a mitzvah medivri soifrim. It's a very chomor durabonon. And as we said, if you remember, on, I think it was Sunday, that the Gemara tells us, um, specifically by the mitzvah Megillah and not by another mitzvah. Why? We explained in a long shir, but just to give it to you in one, in a couple of minutes, the idea is that the chizik that a person gets from the Megillah is so great that yes, we have to say to yes, because that is the key of Torah. That means within the Megillah, are so many secrets woven within the words and in between the lines, one of which we mentioned yesterday, um, about Achashverosh calling the people around him on the night when he couldn't sleep. We're going to move on. Let's understand from the Yisrael V'Shosh Avodah, what are the kavanas that a person is meant to have by the Megillah? Haloi, oizen milin tivchon, im anshekinesa gadole tikmi kriyasa Megillah v'kadmonim ochzu sa'ar kemishpote she'eru l'moshe b'har kamavar b'zoya kodesh. So he's going to tell us from the Heilige Zoya Kodesh, how important it is that a person's kavana that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu already got for the Kriyasa Megillah, the Madnu we learn, says the Zoya, we're learning Zoya now. At that time, when Moshe came down from the mountain, he was accepted the Torah by himself. By the way, even though as we know, Megillah's Esther happened afterwards, but at the end of the day, everything was accepted by Moshe Rabbeinu at Sinai, and therefore he accepted the Megillah as well. Shekosav v'kibal ha-yehudim. V'kiblu ha-yehudim hoi lo loi should have said v'kiblu ma v'kibel. It says the Zoya, alazeu Moshe shua yehudim, because Moshe Rabbeinu was the representative for Klal Yisrael, Klal ha-yehudim, that he accepted for Klal Yisrael. Now, he tells us over here um, a very important idea, and that is like this. He says, Lochain, and again, I skipped a couple of things, but I think it's important to get to where we want to get to. Achai Vereya, my brother, my loved one, my friend, Yedidi Hashem Vahuvei Nafshi, Kol Isha Shenosan Hashem Leiv Ladas Perish Shalmagila. Anyone that the Rabboni Shalolam gave that person some kind of knowledge, some kind of ability to understand the words of the Megillah, like I mentioned to you yesterday, it's Kedai, to open up an art scroll before Purim, and go through some of the words, go through the story, even if you just read it as a story in English, just to understand the surface, basic level of the Megillah, is amazing. Every time you hear a nace written, or seeing when you're hearing it, or reading it in the Megillah, a person should think in his mind, what is his thoughts at that moment? Look how mighty the Rabbi Yishalayim is, when you hear the Megillah, and you hear the Nisim and Iflais that are going on, how amazing this happened, and this happened, and this happened. How Kladi Sol won. How the Goyim lost. 
a person should think Gmuras Hashem. But Yitzin Adar b'Simcha Atzuma. But Machshavtoy Alzele Boyu spoke Shmuel Ahitzeloi Sonu Mekavkeloi Veinu that the Rabbanim Shalolam saved us. Hasom Nafshenu B'Chayim Veloi Nason Amad Raglenu. It's an amazing that we were and had the ability to remain alive to do the Avodas Hashem. Hamadrucheno Abomes Avenu V'Yorim Kenyan or Kol Sveneno Kaniskal El V'Dai Barah Zeh. The Indian Shamer Koina, the Indian of listening to the Megillah. Now we know that the mitzvah is to read the Megillah. But there's a locha called Shamer Koina. Shamer Koina means what? That when we hear something, it's as if we said it. We have it by Kiddush. We have it by many things. Megillah is no exception. And therefore, when we hear the Megillah, or should you read every word together with the Malkoira when he reads the Megillah? You should know. If you know that you can sit by the Megillah and concentrate and actually listen to what's going on. You can follow even on the art scroll in the English to see actually what's happening and appreciate the story on that level. And without like thinking of other things and your mind going in other places. It's better for a person to be silent. And to listen from the Megillah from the one who's saying it. Listening and concentrating come together. And he'll say afterwards a peric and a chapter that talks about our personal thank you that all of us owe to the Rabbi Nishalayim for our miracles. And by the way, that's also something that we have to think about. The reason, another reason why we read the Megillah perhaps is not just to remember what the Rabbi Nishalayim did then in the Purim story, but even in our own lives the Rabbi and I'm sure every single one of us can stop for a moment, and perhaps we should do this, and think about the incredible things that the Rabbi has given us, and some of the nisim that we have seen in our lifetime. And how many times we have managed to come out on the upper hand, and how many times things we thought would be terrible ended up being gewaldic. All of the messages of the Purim story, and the Megillah's Esther could come alive in our own lives if we only highlight it, contemplate it, and realize it. Like the Chayvah Salavavah says in Shar Bechina, the Chayvah Salavavah says that it's an obligation. He asks the Shaila, is it an obligation or a nice thing to look at the world and see Hashem? And the Chayvah Salavavah writes, it's an absolute obligation. What does that mean? That means us as Gidden, as Klal Yisrael, as B'nai Amokim, as the children of the Rabboni Shalom, have an obligation to look at the world and see the godless of Hashem. Now, if we don't look at the world, we may not see it. And if we don't contemplate it and think about it, we won't realize it. It's an obligation on every single one of us to look. And by the way, you don't have to go to Mount Everest. You don't have to go to Niagara Falls. You don't have to go to crazy places. You can simply walk outside and see the beautiful trees and see the beautiful everything that the bunch are made and say, wow, where did this come from? This is Gavaldi. Now that's in a general way. And then on a personal level, I'm sure every single one of us have experienced times where like, we thought something's going to be terrible. And in the end, actually worked out quite nicely, right? That's why we always say, um, the famous saying of someone that said, I have a proof that worrying helps. What's my proof that worrying helps? Because every time I worry about something, come on, never happens. Come on, never happens. So it's a riot that worrying actually helps. What's the answer? The answer is we worry about things that are not Nagaya, 
that are out of our reach, that we can't even change, and that's a shame. So the point is, the more we see Hashem in the world, the more we realize that HaKadosh Baruch runs our world, and how much thanks we have to have for Him. And that's what the Megillah represents. The Megillah represents actually looking actively at our lives, and at the lives of Esther, and Homan, Achashverosh, Mordechai, Tzadik, Vuchulei, who were able to accomplish so much, and do so much there, it was incredible. Avol, by saying the Megillah, and Kavona, that says the Yisraelish Ravodah does not come together. Which means if you're going to say every word in the Megillah together with the Balkoya, even quietly, be very careful that you still manage to have Kavona, because generally those two don't, two do not go together in that case. Because it's very hard, and he writes, continuing, in, in, and we're going to move on, but he says that unless a person knows he mummish can have Kavona, then it's not Kedai for a person just to read it in that case. We're going to move on, Rabbi Sai. Haboyka or Shishi. We know that there's a mitzvah matonis levyonim. By the way, most people nowadays don't actually give it on Purim, meaning the, the person who's collecting it does. But actual regular people give it before, right? Like for example, I'm collecting matonis levyonim that you'll give me now and I'll give it on Purim. But I'm saying the, the mitzvah matonis levyonim is meant to be given on Purim. And most of us are busy, we're not running around, and also we want to give it to the person who needs it in time, and he'll be able to buy money, you know, food for the Suda, or whatever it is, and also feel good. We want the Evian, we want the poor person to have time to be able to prepare Suda, and he's got no money. So where's he going to get money from? Matanis Evian, and then he receives. Submit to give stalker. Shop so tiftak. Open your hand. We come to such a kabbalah, but Tony Sebi Ainim. I can. Very, very careful that the, the Oni that receives the money does not get embarrassed. The way I give my Tony Sebi is on the highest level of stalker. Why do I say that? Because the Rambam tells us there are levels of stalker. The highest level of stalker is where the person who gives the money doesn't know who it's going to, and the person receiving the money has no idea where it comes from. So I don't even give it to the Oni himself, because I don't want him to even know it comes from anything to do with yeshiva or whatever. So I give it to someone else who takes it to him, and he has no idea that the money comes from me. Which means he doesn't know it comes from you either. Yes. And that's the high level, okay? Well, the question is we'll do a different time. Don't give it to the guy in front of everyone that he's going to be embarrassed. Oh, here's your matanas, they're doing your money. Stop you embarrassing him. It's a terrible thing to do. Not to do it also, right? The shleach by me generally knocks on his door at a quiet time during the day, and he quietly opens the door, he slips it in, like it's, it's not made into the family, don't even know where it's coming from. It's very, very private. Your wife and your children, this is also Indian to your children. Here is what he's about to say. How great it is. It's greater than any other days where the mitzvah has stocker. The mitzvah of stock on the day of Purim is greater than any other day. That means a person can fix up and accomplish lots of things when he gives tzedakah. We're not doing what Tarnas Yavyonim now. Tell us if you are already. Someone comes over to you, or you know someone needs something, and you give them whatever it is. You are Makayim, such incredible 
tikkunim in the next world that we don't even understand more than any other day. But the mitzvah stock on Purim. Nochein. Even more than you can afford. The Indian is. By the way, the Rambam says that you should give more matanis than shlachmonis. Whenever you spend the shlachmonis, you give more to matanis But here are two matstaka. More than you can afford, you should give. Little. By the way, I just want to say a line on that if you don't mind. The Shulchan Aruch says it's a Gemara. Anyone that stretched out the hand on Purim, the halacha is that you have to give them. Here in this country, by the way, even the little kids are well versed in Chazal. And they'll come over to you and they'll say, What are you going to say? I don't know. You have no choice. You have no choice. So, okay, so you should maybe get some more money to give out to people like that. Like have a few like shekel pieces to give out. But I, I, I want to say no. It has a mile of giving. But the point, the point is, the point is that, um, this by the way is also said, in, in, in relation to the Rabboni Shalom. That means, just like Chaim, just like if someone stretches out their hand to you, you have to give them, the Rabboni Shalom has his hand as well. Kaviyochel. And when we stretch out our hand to Hashem and say, Hashem, we need something, Hashem gives us. So the Chalaposhe Yodenoisunai is not only by us human beings that whoever stretched out their hand to us, we have to give. Hashem also has to give to anyone that asks Him, which is why Purim is such an incredible day. We continue. Ah, maybe the guy doesn't need it. Maybe he's not legitimate. And give him anyway. Doesn't say how much you have to give him. Give him a small amount, but give him something because that giving. And being mavata can do tremendous tikkunim. It's also going to cause a purification of your heart. The on Purim is We said in that case, and we'll just finish with two paragraphs. That we have to say, and then we'll take the questions that I only wanted to ask. The Suda on Purim. Remember, it's a Suda. A Suda, as far as I know, means that you sit down in a chair, you wash on bread, and you have a, a, a Suda, you have meat, you have something like that. You have a Suda, right? That, it's important that a, a Suda on Purim is an actual Suda, not a, you know, Balagan. Or anything, it may turn into that eventually, but the Suda is a Suda, and in Halacha we're going to be discussing the different sheetahs of, you know, meat and washing and all sorts of things, and how much to drink, when to drink, when to finish drinking, and when you're part of drinking, a lot to discuss on both sides. But that's not right now. The Soviet is telling us that a person should go, in fact, the Mishabura says a person should even learn a few minutes before the Suda, don't forget Talmud Torah, even though the Maisa, the Ikka Suda is towards evening on Purim, which is what we generally do, is the Suda is an hour or two before Nacht, right, because we get engraved the Suda before Shkia. Many people have a Suda even in the morning. What do you learn on Purim? Study days before Pesach. That's when I always open up Mishabur Khalike and we are we start Hilchus Pesach. 
Don't drink too much during the meal, today in order. She yuchel levor berchas hamazain, because you have to bench, and that's a mitzvah. Say the oraisa, the kavana tsuma, the day barazus. Now, Rabbi say we have one last shtickle that we're going to do tomorrow, and that is a very, very important shtickle of, as he calls perik shvi. That means the understanding of what it means to get drunk on Purim, which we will be doing tomorrow. Join us then. I want to take any of the questions.